Hi, and welcome to WOW Talk. My name is Donna Capacity. And my name is Darlene Gustin. And today we are going to talk about pH. Dr. Gustin, what is pH? Well, pH is how you measure how acidic or alkaline things are. And there's uh, different numbers for different steps along the way. And seven is counted as neutral. So I'm, I'm talking chemistry right now. Chemistry uh, pH neutral is a seven. And any number below that, six, five, four, three, the, the lower the number, the more acidic you're describing something. And the higher the number above seven, the more alkaline something is. Okay, so why don't we start at the very beginning? Um, about Let's talk about the body and what alkalinity and acidity means to the body, but also why would we measure it and how would we measure it? And when you say those numbers, how do we even find out what those numbers are? Exactly. So, so very generally speaking, in modern lifestyle, we have a lot of things that we're doing wrong that leads to states of acidity in different parts of our body. And we are seeking most of the time to do things that make us more alkaline. For instance, increasing our vegetable intake is something good for us and healthy, makes us more alkaline. And um, But there are also certain conditions that are known to happen in acidic bodies. For instance, every patient that I see who comes in with a problem with their bone density, every one of them I say, we need to check if you're acidic because you may not feel that. And so so certain conditions are someone with kidney stones, certainly someone who says that they feel heartburn, and we will actually test their pH. And with the human body, different fluids the normal for that fluid is a different number. So the blood is different from the saliva, is different from the eyeball, is different from the birth canal. So so when I use the word acidic, what I mean is a lower number than what's appropriate for that body fluid. Okay, okay, makes mm-hmm. sense. So what are the harms of acidity? Well, one of the biggest harms is how it affects your minerals. For instance, going back to the example of bone density, that if your body is acidic, it dissolves the bones. It allows the calcium to leave the bones. So this is something that I see with very high frequency, and it's something that you may or may not feel. And if your body is acidic, all the chemistry in your body is affected. And it it could mean that your medications don't work the way that they optimally should, or your digestion. And it's something that goes back to sometimes very simple answers like your vegetable intake. But also things like stress can lead to acidity and sure, yeah, uh, shallow breathing. So it's not just food, coffee, of course. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so most people know uh, that having too many coffees is acidic and um, and you would eventually feel it when you drank enough coffees, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But the, the tricky one is there, there might be people listening now who have heartburn or acid reflux. So, so with acid reflux, one of the most acidic parts of the body is the inside of the stomach. It's supposed to be very low pH, very high acidity, because that's when we swallow something and it drops into the stomach. That high acid um, environment is useful to us because it disinfects the food, it kills the the bacteria that were on the apple, but it also helps digest the food and digest the steak and let the iron out and the calcium out so that it can be absorbed later in the intestines. But reflux is a tricky one mm -hmm. because um, people normally assume that they have too much acid and that's not always true. So, Oh, very mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, how much enzymes we make, how much digestive enzymes and hydrochloric acid we make in our stomach begins to decline at about age 20, and we're making half as many enzymes by about the time we're age 50. So if you're a 50-year-old or older with reflux, you probably don't have enough acid okay. rather than too much. But... You might also have a little bit of a belly and maybe the top valve, the front door of the stomach isn't good at staying shut. So that puddle that's insufficient of acid, mm -hmm. it splashes up and so it burns the esophagus, but it's it feels like too much acid, but it's not enough acid, but it's splashing out of where it's supposed to be located. Okay. Wow, I never would have imagined that. Mm -hmm. I would have thought for sure that means somebody has too much acidity. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what else would uh, be indicative of, let's say, high acid or low acid? <laughs> well, it could be dental health. Like mm -hmm. so, so the pH of the mouth is very important. And after you eat or drink, it can take up to 90 minutes for the mouth to get over the fact that you just ate or had coffee to go back to its normal pH, etc. And sometimes just looking at a person's body physically, they look inflamed. So being acidic is very inflammatory. And in cancer patients, cancer cells love to live in acidic bodies. So, so that's another condition. Every cancer patient, no matter what you said, I'm going to ask you to, to measure your pH. Yes, and that was one thing that I remember you were advising me about when I was going through that. And I have since then tried to remain as alkaline as possible. So I even buy some water that says it has alkaline in it or it's alkaline based or what have you. And then I also drink lemon water. Now, I'm wondering how you feel about that. Right. That's a great um, example that you brought up with the lemon water. So, so the lemon itself sitting on the plate is acidic. So if we get the pH paper out and we touch the lemon, it will be very acidic. But it's classified in nutrition as what we call alkaline ash. Ashes, like when you burn a tree, right? Mm -hmm. So when you drink lemon water, it leaves an alkaline influence on the body. But before you consumed it, it was acidic. But the way it gets digested, you're left more alkaline. So yes, that is one little lifestyle tip of something you can do to help you be more alkaline. But you also have to be careful because if, if someone gets too eager about this and starts drinking lemon water every day, twice a day, 
it can be hard on the teeth. Exactly. And so so you have to do everything in moderation. But if it works for you digestion-wise and you want to protect your teeth, then you would use a straw. Oh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yes. I often will have hot water with lemon. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll boil the water and instead of a tea, I'll put my lemon in it. Mm But then I don't want to use a straw, of course. So right. Good, uh, good point. Mm-hmm. And other things too. I try to eat as much green as possible, broccoli and kale Definitely. and all those lovely. The greener, things. the better. Yeah, right. So, so green foods in particular are very alkalinizing. Okay, would, would there be anything else to suggest? I guess try to get stress out of your life, maybe? Oh, yeah, all of the above, of <laughs> yes. course. Less stress and and coffee is very acid-forming. Acid and um, what I find in my clinic is that most people can handle one coffee a day and I will not see that the person is acidic. And at two coffees a day, it's 50-50. Half of the patients are acidic. And basically, nobody can handle the third coffee. And I will find that you are acidic. And I will say, first, reduce the coffee and see if that's why you're acidic. Okay. And how would we know without measuring it? You said a lot of things we can't tell. But is there something, is there a symptom that would indicate, I mean, aside from having cancer or something Mm -hmm. like that, is Mm -hmm. there, I don't know, is there something or not really you do need to measure it? And how do you measure it? Right. A lot of the times you don't feel it. Right. So like I said, the people who have the reflux and the heartburn, usually I find that it's it's just splashing and they don't have enough acid. And Mm -hmm. then I try to kind of untangle what they're telling me and teach them how to how to know. But we use pH paper, as you know, and it looks just like a little roll of tape and you can test your saliva, you can test your urine. And so so I usually get people to test three different ways. I give mm-hmm. them homework yes. with an instruction page and their roll of pH paper. Yes, right? and uh, we have to write it down, mark yeah. it down and yeah. record yeah. what the numbers were. Yep. And so why don't you walk us through that? Sure. So, so to know if your body in general is acidic, um, we test the fasting saliva pH. So you didn't eat or drink for a minimum of two hours. And I usually ask that the person do this first thing in the morning before mm-hmm. they eat yeah. or drink or brush their teeth. So you just tear off a little piece of the pH paper and just touch your tongue, touch and read the saliva. And that um, saliva has to be six and a half to 7.2 is normal for the saliva. So if you remember from the beginning of our talk, in chemistry, the pH normal neutral is 7. But saliva, normal for saliva, is allowed to be as low as 6.5, but it's still obviously around 7, right? Sure. And you can tell because, of course, this paper changes color, and then you match the color to the little chart that's on the tape or the roll of paper. Correct. They have that on the end, and then that's how you record your number. Correct, right? correct. So, yes. Now, is it possible to get those rolls of pH paper at a health food store? Or would that yeah. be... Yes, it's yeah, possible? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, they do expire, though, so you have to be careful that when oh. you buy them, or, or if you bought them a long time ago and it's been sitting there, they will expire, the pH uh, paper. And then the second test that I have, sometimes a person is not acidic. 
in general, just sitting there, but they can't handle acidic situations. Okay, yes. Yeah. So so out comes the lemon juice test, yep. the lemon test. So after sipping the recipe that I give you for a mixture of lemon water, then you test your saliva pH every minute for five minutes to see if your saliva pH recovers appropriately. And that's a reflection of how good your status of enzymes and minerals are in the body. Do you handle acidic situations and recover quick enough and, and appropriately? And then the last test that we do with the pH papers with the urine. And we will pick a day, and every time that you need to pass urine that day, you tear off a piece of pH paper, touch it to the flow of urine, or you pee in the cup and dip. Yes. And you tell me what time it is. And, and for the whole day, every pee for one day, you tell me, what time is it on the clock and what is the pH of your urine? And then there's different patterns that can happen over the course of the day that represent different things. Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So that's how it's tested. And and there's another little um, quick tip that I share with my patients that would be fun that listeners can experiment with. And um, there are times that a person could be too much acid because that day they did everything wrong. They were stressed out. They had extra coffee. They didn't sleep well. And they had something very acidic for their meals. And on a different day, it could be the opposite. So even on any particular person, sometimes you need to bring the acid up. Sometimes you need to bring the acid down. <laughs> like a pool. <laughs> yeah. So, so a good little trick is that if you have low stomach acid, usually your symptoms are relieved by consuming vinegar, especially apple cider vinegar. So a lot of people will drink a spoonful of apple cider vinegar in hot or cold water uh, before or after their meals, and they go, I feel good when I drink the vinegar. And I go, oh, you must be a person with low acid, right? Okay. Yeah. Or or a person who's taking supplements that are minerals and it gives them nausea. Mm -hmm. um, it would be better if you had it with food, but it's telling me you have weak status of acid in your stomach if vitamins give you nausea. So so those are tricks for people who have low acid. And then someone who has high acid what I do is I get them to drink some baking soda. <laughs> really? Yum. <laughs> yes, you haven't had me do that yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, in that case, when there's too much acidity in the body, in the bladder, or in the stomach, I will have the person just once drink some baking soda. So a teaspoon of baking soda and a cup of water and just drink, drink, drink. And if magically all your symptoms feel good, especially digestive symptoms, it uh, what the baking soda does is it neutralizes the acid so if baking soda feels good what you're doing is you're reducing the acid on demand but but neither of those um should really be done long term like with with the baking soda it's an occasional thing okay and and that's also something i do with a lot of patients who have bladder infections that's another condition the first thing i do is check is this person acidic uh, yeah. I, and I have one more question. And that is, when the system has a lot of acidity, does that interfere with weight loss? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So when your when your body is acidic, it's like the way I describe it best to a patient, it's like your body's talking another language. So um, with your basal body temperature mm-hmm. is the same thing if your body's too hot or too cold. The function and chemistry of the body is reprioritized. And so you're doing some things that you don't usually do and you're turning off other functions that you should be doing, right? So if you're acidic, you're dissolving your bones. You don't want to do that for a long time because you'll end up with osteoporosis. But if it's just a bad day when you had four coffees and you're really acidic, the body's letting the calcium out of the bone to bring your pH back to normal. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I think we covered my favorite three tests and who's this affecting and yeah. untangling the people who get confused and complicated with the whole reflux situation. But but I think that's that's kind of the essence of pH. It's not really a, a complicated part of what I do, but it's it's fun. People love and it's love a, testing. Yes, yeah. and it's so important mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So important. Yeah. It's one of those things that you don't realize how important it really is and how it could be the key. Just yeah. certain things, right? And, yeah. And to help you out with different conditions. Yeah. And I have to add, it's it's funny, when I pull out the peach paper and show patients, very often the patients who own pools, they go, I have that stuff at home for my pool. They go, yes, but pool paper is not for testing people. So they are different products. You have to buy pH paper for people. Good point. Very good point. And if you have any questions, uh, would like more information or would like to book an appointment with Dr. Gustin, she would be more than happy to accommodate you. And we will have her information on our description. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Yeah. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.